0: you'll look into it.
1: Yes, Aunt Susie. I said I would, and I'm going to. Don't you believe me?
0: Of course I do, dear. I trust you. So I'll look into it. You're worried about your colleagues, aren't you? How they'll react to all of this. What do you mean? I just don't want them laughing at you because of me. Don't be silly. I'm just an old lady. Hardly the most reliable witness to anything. Rosie, dear, I think that my memory might be going. I don't always know what day it is. Maybe it isn't worth noting. Just ignore me. Don't worry about it. I'll treat it just like any other statement.
1: There's nothing wrong with that now, is there? If you're wrong, then you're wrong, but at least we have your comments about mysterious behavior from some of the other residents you believe may soon border on violence. You're worried for your safety, so your concerns are justified. You're good to me, dear. You're so good to me. You're the closest family I have. Of course I'm going to be there for you. Thank you. And if things get any worse, if any of the other residents start making any sort of fuss that you don't like, then you know how to get in touch with me.
0: Of course. I don't want to be a nuisance, though. You won't be. At any rate, it'll give
1: me an excuse to get out of the station again. You know what some of those officers can be like. I know I don't have to prove myself to them, but they can be so judgmental. Besides,
0: it's really great getting out here to see you. Oh, you'd best be getting back home, dear. It looks like there's about to be a storm. I don't want you getting caught up in that because of me. Aunt Susie, I can drive back in the rain.
1: I have driven in worse. Look at me. I've been in plenty of car chases, so I'm sure that I can deal with some little storm. Oh,
0: this isn't some bad weather. We've had quite a few nasty storms lately. Some really vicious ones these last few days. Really properly bad. I'm surprised you managed to get here. Look at those clouds, Rosie. They've been there for such a long time now. Months at least. Stop. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Now I'm going to go call this in and then I'll be heading off.
1: You should be getting back inside now. I don't want you getting a cold.
0: All right then. Now you take care. You know, you can still come live with me. I don't like you being all the way out here. Now you stop it. You can hardly look after me. You've got a busy job and a small flat, so that's hardly practical now, is it? And who else would? It's just you and me left. And I like it here. I like the air. It's so much more fresh than in your cities. And before you say it, the healthcare is the best around. They've got all these trained medics all over the place, and the facilities are second to none. And my neighbors, they're experts in their field. The guy next door used to be a heart doctor. I'm fine. Okay, but my offer always starts.
1: Bless her, I'm sure everything will be all right. Captain Yeah, I'm on my way. I'll be back in fifteen. Seems like quite a nice place, this monastery. Much better now that they've done it up. What the...
2: My, my old girl, you are feeling a little mischievous now, aren't you? And you've been so good to me of late. That last trip to Minosus was such a delight. Ah, that planet is always such a wonder. It always is. You do enjoy going there now, don't you, dear? This must be our... An eighth? Perhaps our ninth visit, there. Ah, Camille, my dear. Good to see you this morning.
3: Yes, it is nice to have a relaxing few days not being chased by something horrible, isn't it? Indeed.
2: Our course has been set. We're already on the way. We'll be on the beaches of the planet Chisto in the next hour, or so roughly speaking, a little less if we're lucky.
3: The TARDIS seems to be in a good mood today.
2: So you've noticed it too. Wonderful, isn't it? I think it has something to do with Minotis. She always finds it relaxing there.
3: I can hardly blame her. It was a lovely place. Why can't we always go to places like that? Traveling through all of time and space, why do we seem to end up facing all sorts of aggressors and invasions on a daily basis? Can't we just have singing waterfalls and stuff like that? The wonders of the universe, not the nightmares.
2: I try my best, my dear. I try my best. Don't you wish you could sing like that?
3: How do you know I can't?
2: Oh, not you, Camille. I was talking to the old girl.
3: You mean the TARDIS? You want the TARDIS to sing.
2: See? Oh, those waterfalls reminded me of one of the sweetest arias I've ever heard. Shall I sing it to you? Um, Perhaps another time. Oh, and the dancing. You can understand why everyone thinks those waterfalls are in love. At least, all of my friends who I've brought there have.
3: Well, it isn't every day that you see two waterfalls waltzing. Maybe they are in love. Do you think they aren't? Uh,
2: how long ago was it since I first went there? Hmm? Who was I traveling with at the time? Which body was I in? Uh, was it Miss Wright and that other chap, uh, Chatterton? Could it really have been all that time ago?
3: <sighs> I take it that was quite a while ago, Doctor? Hmm?
2: Maybe a nice sing-song would cheer us both up.
3: Um, maybe another time. Although it sounds like the TARDIS has another idea.
2: No, I think... maybe. Was that some sort of signal? Sounds like some sort of message. Or would you play it for me again, dear? Huh. I can't say that it's familiar. Intriguing, though. I say we track it back to the source and see who is calling out into the vortex.
3: So I guess surfing on the violet seas and relaxing on the emerald sands of Gisto have to wait.
2: Well, it isn't every day we see this kind of thing, just once in a blue moon. Oh, that reminds me. I simply must show you the many-colored moons of brawled. practically every color on the spectrum. But first, this. Oh, I think I'm getting all excited. <laughs> How delightful! <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I wonder where we are this time.
3: Looks like Earth. Am I right? You know I love the alien worlds, but there's just no place like home. Though I am not a fan of this weather, I would much rather have a sunny day. So is it Earth?
2: I can't say for certain, but it looks like it. Oh, well that's nice. I I hope so.
1: Where do you think you are? Do you know what you just did? This is all your fault.
2: Well, that's hardly the warmest of welcomes now, is it?
1: Look what you did.
2: I don't mean to be rude, but it looks as if you've completely wrecked your car. Quite a nasty accident, actually. You should take better care of your vehicles, and they'll take good care of you.
1: You appeared out of nowhere. One minute I'm driving along, and then suddenly your stupid blue box pops in the middle of the road, and I'm crashing into a tree. If I hadn't swerved, then you probably wouldn't have a box right now. You probably wouldn't even be here right now.
2: My good woman, if you drove through my ship as it was materializing, then all sorts of nasty things could have happened. Have you considered that hitting the tree might have been the better of outcomes?
3: She has a point, Doctor. It looks like we haven't materialized in the best of places. You are paying for the damages, whoever you are.
2: I don't think that's fair. You should be grateful that nothing must happen and leave it there. Now, excuse us.
1: Wait a second. You aren't going anywhere. I'm a cop and I'm arresting you. What? You can't arrest us. We haven't done anything wrong. On what charges? Well, if this is some sort of vehicle, then I can have you arrested on, well, dangerous driving? Reckless parking?
2: Oh, now you're being facetious, young woman. That has to be the most ridiculous thing I have ever been locked up for. I have more important things to be doing. Something quite interesting needs my attention. Dangerous, driving. Have you ever heard anything as ridiculous?
3: She's right about your parking, though. Leaves a little to be desired. And what is that
2: supposed to mean?
3: We either end up in the smallest cupboard imaginable and have to squeeze out, or on the bridge of an alien spaceship. Remember the attempts? They were very surprised to find we had materialized in their cells.
2: Well, that was a one I am usually much better.
3: Well, like today, I think we might have caused this accident. This isn't a joke, sir.
2: Listen, I am currently tracking a message that someone or something is sending through the time vortex from somewhere near here and simply don't have the time to be bothered with trivial nonsense like being arrested.
1: I'd appreciate it if you'd take me seriously. I am an officer of the law, after
2: all. And I am a lord of time, but you don't hear me nattering all day about it.
3: What? Now come on, let's play nicely. I'm sorry, officer... Doctor, do try to be polite. I
2: am. There's a great deal of turbulence in the vortex. We're lucky we didn't land upside down or on the side. Then you'd have something to really complain about. So I think we all came out of this quite lucky. Thank you very much.
1: You are making no
3: sense. Welcome to my world. This is him every day.
2: I'd love to stand here and argue with you all day. The way these clouds look. I think it would be best we get inside now, don't you? I don't particularly fancy getting caught up in the rain. Not in this jacket. And especially since I can't quite remember where I put my umbrella.
3: I think it might be in the secondary console room. What well, was there last week?
2: Or we could take shelter in that monastery up there. And then we can both get on with what we need to do when the storm is up.
1: Fine. Maybe that would be a good idea.
3: You know
2: what you need to say. Yes, fine idea. Uh, miss, uh, miss, uh, I must apologize. It was partly my fault for... <clears throat> uh, it was entirely my fault for, you know, what happened out there. I'm terribly sorry about your car. I'm sure I have some money lying about in the ship somewhere to pay for your damages.
1: Thank you. Uh, Are you all right?
2: Well, you injured young lady... Your car did look the worst for wear.
1: I'm all right,
3: Just a little winded, I think. Looks like more than that. You should have told us. I'll find a phone. Call for an ambulance.
2: Ambulance? Who's calling for an ambulance? Oh, hello. Uh, We're sorry to bother you. Uh, We just got stuck out in the storm and thought that your lovely abode might be a good place to evade the weather. Uh, Could we possibly borrow your phone? Call for some assistance for this young woman here.
3: Wait, didn't you call him a doctor?
2: Well, I'm not a doctor. I'm the Doctor.
3: Note the gratuitous use of the definite article. So, do you want me to make the call? What happened out
2: there?
1: There's no need. I'm fine. Besides, this place is miles out of the way. We're hours away from civilization and any help at the best of times. We'd be lucky if anyone came today, let alone tomorrow.
3: We'll do it anyway, just to be on the safe side. Doctor, you stay here. We'll go get help. If you wouldn't mind. Doctor, whoever
1: you are, I want your details. I want to make sure that I'm going to get the compensation I deserve. How do I know that you aren't just going to disappear?
2: Well, my craft is known to do just that.
1: What? Look, I don't want you wandering off and I never get my money.
2: I have already promised you something. I'd appreciate it if you trusted me. My word is my bond.
1: I have no idea who you are. Give me one good reason why I should trust you.
2: I'm the doctor.
1: The definite article, yes, I remember. Well, what does that even mean?
2: It means you can trust me. Here, take this. Consider it a first storm. What
1: even is this? This isn't money. This isn't anything. It looks like... Is it a tree? Like a little tree? Is that supposed to be funny? Or is it some strange plant? Don't tell me it's poisonous.
2: This is a dilarin Octo-Root. A lot more valuable than it looks. You can buy an entire castle with that in Novoo, Providence. Not quite sure what it's worth here. But it's something. I couldn't tell you what the exchange rate is right now. Always fluctuating. Hannah, look at that ring. The storm's always here like this. This doesn't seem normal. Nor quite natural. I'm sorry, my dear. You shouldn't have to face the brunt of that. Oh, and now it's hailing... Oh dear, oh dear. We may be stuck here for a while if the weather doesn't give up.
1: Look at all those people out there. They're running inside.
2: Well, I can't say I blame them. I wouldn't want to be caught out in the Oh, those hills things were particularly vicious. <laughs>
3: lovely place.
4: It should be. It has a fascinating history, if that interests you. And the money they spent on converting it, well, it was definitely a large sum. How much? If it isn't rude to ask. Oh, I couldn't say. (laughs) Ha, too much. And it isn't too overcrowded? No, not at all. Only the best stay here. I wouldn't say that we're the cream of the crop, but there is quite a vigorous selection process. Not just anyone can live here. Oh? How do you mean? Well, Quentin is rather fussy. Not happy about having certain people. Really? Why is that? He's very protective of this place. Oh, here we are. Here's the phone. Oh, now that's odd. It doesn't appear to be working.
3: No dial tone. Maybe the storm knocked out the tower or something. Wait, when are we? What year is it? Phones still have masts and towers, don't they? Or has that not happened yet? You don't know what year it is? Well, we did have a bit of an accident. My head is a little hazy. It's 2070. So it's the future. Not too far, though. The future? Shouldn't we have all sorts of marvelous technology by now? Hoverboards? Flying cars that turn into briefcases? That sort of stuff? How about something to control the weather? Haven't our scientists figured out how to stop it from raining when we don't want it to? Or something? Or focus it so it rains where we need it to? That'd be handy. It shouldn't be like this. Not this bad.
4: It was a bad accident, wasn't it? You're right. The weather shouldn't be with the Gravitron up there on the moon. I guess that's another thing that doesn't want to work as well as it should.
3: Gravitron? Okay, I can believe that. Sounds like a proper thing. Does it always malfunction?
4: Never. We've never seen any problems like this before.
3: I guess that's good news. It's probably something to do with the doctor, the man I came here with. He could even be up there right now causing the problem.
2: Or he could be the one trying to fix it. It would be nice for you to have a little faith in me, Camille. I'm not some time-traveling troublemaker. More like a troubleshooter. Hmm. I didn't exactly like that term, but it's a much better fit. And I'd like to clarify that it was not my fault. A moon base that houses the Gravitron. And from there, you can control the weather. Not me personally. Assuming that it's 2070, then for your information, Camille, yes, I am up there, trying to sort everything out right now. Uh, uh, Don't worry, miss. I should have everything sorted on the moon base in no time at all. Just a little bit of trouble with the Cybermen. Typical. Did you
4: say Cybermen?
2: On the moon? How is she? The young lady who hit my TARDIS. Beyond some bumps and bruises and a nasty attitude, she's quite well. Are you some sort of a scientist? Can you get the Gravitron working again? Well, yes, to both of those questions. I'd need to be up there on the moon. ha! good thing that I am. Or should that be was?
3: Drat Is your friend all right? Oh, I'm sure he is. To tell the truth, I don't really know what he's saying most of the time. Perhaps you'd like to sit down. There's
4: a salon just down the hall where you can take a seat, wait for the rain to pass.
2: Just through here. Ah, yes, what lovely furniture. Very Edwardian. Oh, I'm sorry, my dear. I didn't notice you there. Comfortable? Feeling better?
1: I'm more than fine, thank you very much. Since we're going to be stuck here for a while, we might as well get to know each other. I'm Rosie. Detective Inspector Rosie Hughes.
3: Camille, and the doctor.
2: I'm Lucinda. I'm one of the residents here.
3: How about him? Does he stay here? The doctor?
2: Ha! Well, that's a strange question. Do I look like a monk? No. Do I?
1: Well, I just assumed some strange old man wandering about outside a retirement
3: complex would probably <laughs> live there. I'm not saying anything at all.
2: So, this is a retirement home, is it? You think I belong here? <laughs> the last time I came to a place like this... Well... Things did not end pleasantly. Is there something suspect going on in your basement?
4: Or what? Down there? I think Howard is tinkering with his bits and pieces, if
3: that counts. Doctor, did something happen in a place like this?
2: Well, I found a dear old friend, but I lost her again. <clears throat> that hardly matters now. Different places, different times. Hm. You say you live in a monastery. Not very common for this period. There can't be that many of them left, can there? I could probably count them on my fingers, no? Uh, My Earth history is sometimes a little bit foggy. Well, you haven't had the Riatic Wars yet, so there can't be any of the New Wave monks. So that means that the military hasn't repealed the Vatican Act yet, and... Oh, I'm going on, aren't I?
3: No more than usual. But if you're talking about the future, our future... Shouldn't we stop listening?
2: Though you must admit it is a little bit odd. You, Miss Hughes, seem to be much too young to live here.
1: I don't live here, only visiting.
2: In fact, you seem a little young to be here as well, Miss Lucinda.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, but you know, it's not something you bring up. I'll take that as a compliment. Truth
4: be told, we are all a little bit younger than the typical retirement age. But I suppose we're all rather comfortable and can afford to. Then there are some forced into retirement, military and police types, and I suppose none of us have anywhere else to go. We're just a little bit too old for our kids to want to keep us, not that we all have them, and we're too active to be happy in a traditional home. This old place gives us the freedom we need to
3: live our lives to the fullest.
2: You don't need to sell it to me.
3: He's already sold. When can he move in? Well, Doctor, you do like old places.
2: It's better to avoid building something new, and
3: you can have something wonderful and old instead. Just like you? Huh. I'd like to
4: think that we all live here to remind us of the marvels of being old. My dear, old people have just as much fun as young people. Just you wait and see. Oh, I'm looking forward to that.
2: Very much so. Hm. Uh, right. Well, uh, perhaps we should move away from that? Would either of you care to tell me where we are right now? Scotland. Scottish islands, really. Out in the Outer Hebrides. So quite
3: out of the way. You said hours. Wouldn't it take more than that? Hours by helicopter. And that requires... Good weather. Yeah, I get it. So we're on our own. Feels like the start of a horror movie.
2: You may need to worry about that sort of thing. Nothing bad here at all.
3: Oh, Doctor, sounds like you want something to happen. Let's not... (laughs) Help! some things never change.
1: Stay here. But. Stay.
3: Maybe we should leave it to the law this time?
2: Perhaps we should. But, just to be on the safe side, maybe we'd better go have a look.
5: <laughs> no. <gasps> it no. It can't be. That is remarkable. That is truly
2: oh. remarkable.
3: Doctor, not the time. Is she? Yes, no.
2: I think she is. I am so sorry. I am truly sorry.
3: Doctor, is she... is she an angel? Are we looking at... That's impossible.
5: (laughs) She's my wife. She's my angel. But
2: she hasn't always looked like this, has she? Sir, did you marry a woman with wings? (laughs) Give him a minute. Hey,
3: hey, look at me. I'm Camille. What's your name?
5: Adrian, I'm... Adrian, Adrian. I'm Adrian.
3: Well, Adrian, we're here to help. We're going to get everything sorted out. Can you stand up for me? Let's get you out of here. Get you some fresh air. I
5: I, I need my chair. My chair. I, I, I need my chair. He
3: means his wheelchair. He needs his wheelchair. Right. Let's get you back in here, and we can have a chat. See if we can't sort all of this out. Sort
5: this out! She's dead! My wife is dead! What are you going to do about that? Let's get
1: you downstairs. Get you a drink.
5: No, I'm not leaving her.
1: Just come with me a moment, please. You can answer a couple of questions.
3: Doctor, what's going on here? Look at her. Just look at her.
2: This is most certainly interesting.
3: That's one way of putting it. That woman has wings. Proper wings. Real proper wings. That isn't some fancy dress thing, is it? They look too... too real. Are those actual feathers? Hmm.
2: Let me check. Hmm. She must have died recently. She's still warm. Look, Camille! These wings! They're attached! These wings are part of her! No seams. They've not been fused or melted on. This isn't some modern-day Icarus making her own wings. She has grown them! As absurd as that sounds, this woman has grown a pair of wings. By the looks of it, these feathers belong to a, well, a dove. How peculiar. A dove? Like the bird? Do you know of any other kind?
3: But that's impossible. How can a human woman have the wings of a dove?
2: It isn't impossible.
3: Well, of course it is. We can't do that. Evolution doesn't work that way. Ah,
2: Camille, but what of the evidence of your own eyes? This woman here has done Just that. I'll grant you it's highly improbable, but clearly possible.
3: So what is she? Some sort
1: of mutant hybrid? She's a woman. She is someone's wife, possibly someone's mother. She is not a mutant. She is not an angel. She is a human and she deserves respect. Are you
2: not fascinated by this?
1: Fascinated is not the right word. A little curious, yes, but also disgusted that someone would do this to her, that someone would desecrate the body of another person like
2: this. What do you think this is? Some sort of bizarre murder game? My dear, you are firmly out of your field of expertise here. I think you'll find my great wealth of experience of use to you. I would advise you to make use of it. This is not as simple as one human killing another. There's much more to this. I beg of you to open your mind. What
3: he's trying to say is that you might want to think a little outside the box with this one. (laughs) Like outside that blue box of his? Something like that. Doctor, look at this.
2: Curiouser and curiouser, don't you find? A dead, winged woman has that on her wall.
1: So she has a painting of wings on her wall. What difference does it make?
2: Do you not think that this is something of a coincidence? The woman clearly has an interest in our feathered friends. Or, at least, their limbs.
1: Clearly the killer latched onto that. It could be some sort of obsession.
2: How many murderers have you seen genetically alter their victims, hmm? Because that is what this is. This poor woman didn't start out like this. Try pulling them off. They are real wings. Look. Feel them. Touch
1: them. You shouldn't be touching her. You'll contaminate the crime scene. Is that all you can say? Where's your respect for her now? The DNA will help us catch whoever is responsible. That's how
2: I can be respectful. I need to continue my investigation. The more I learn now, the sooner we can figure out what precisely is going on here. And her? her has a name, you know. Miss is to be trusted. She is incredibly helpful and has been a phenomenal asset to me in the past. The two of us
5: come together as a pair.
3: You make us sound like partners in crime. Something you want to admit? No, he means we're... Mm. Thick as thieves. Not helping.
5: And what do you think you are doing here? Who gave you permission to come into this room? I did. Visitors are not allowed in private rooms. I don't even know who you two are. This is an internal matter.
3: An internal matter? Since when do retirement communities deal with suspicious deaths? You know very well what authority I have, Quentin.
1: Would you like to see my badge? I didn't think so, so I trust that clarifies everything, and I shall remain on the premises until I am satisfied that everything has been suitably
5: addressed. We're quite capable of handling these matters ourselves. We don't need your kind here to mess things up.
1: I'm trying not to take offense to that, but you know just what will happen if I leave here. I'll only come back with more officers.
5: You can stay, but if you'll make a nuisance of yourself... I don't respond well to threats. None of us do. I will not hesitate in showing you the door.
3: Good to know. Wow,
2: what a lovely fellow. Incredibly friendly. He
3: should have been our welcoming party. That's what they're usually like. Instead, we got the wonderful Rosie. I take it that was
1: your first impression of Quintin? He isn't the warmest of people.
3: Yeah, Lucinda mentioned him. He
1: tries to stop me from visiting. My aunt lives here. I'm her only family, so... Hang on. Aunt Susie said that she was worried about the other residents.
2: Something odd is definitely happening here. There's that, the storm, our friend with the wings. Makes you wonder. Maybe retiring isn't all that it's cracked up to be. People
1: generally do it because they're too old to do their job properly anymore.
2: That feels like some sort of dig against me. I might look, how shall I put it, of that particular age. But I'm far from retiring. Besides, it suits me. I thought I'd look rather good for my age. Stylish. What? Is there something wrong with what I'm wearing? Hmph. I still know what I'm doing, though. Tell her, Camille. Uh,
3: for the most part, yeah, he does. So, what, is this Quentin guy responsible, do you think? He definitely isn't trustworthy.
1: Let's put it that way. We should talk to the other residents, see what they have to say.
2: If they're willing to say anything at all... No
1: one ever is, but I understand what you're saying. This mutation is strange, but anyone could be the culprit. If we cast a wide net, we're sure to catch the right fish.
2: Very good. Very straight head on your shoulders. Shall we begin? Last time
1: I went fishing. We? I don't recall extending you an invitation to tag along.
2: Oh, that's all right, my dear. I didn't ask for one. It just makes things simpler that way. No. I assure you you will find my services to be quite invaluable.
1: Trust him. How many interviews have you led?
2: Very few. But interrogations? That's a different question. Well,
1: how many interrogations have you led?
2: Led? Oh, not many. But been part of... Plenty.
1: That I can imagine. Well, at least you're practiced. All right, if for no other reason than to keep an eye on you. You still owe me for wrecking my car. We'll lock this room up. Stop anyone else from tampering with the crime scene. Then we'll gather everyone and talk to
3: them one by one. This is like an Agatha Christie murder mystery. At least it makes a change of pace. Your plan involves less rushing about than usual. Hmm. We're bound to have some 20s clothes in the ship. How do we feel about a bit of fancy dress? Really play the part. If you're not going to take this seriously. I'm sorry. This is just so much simpler than normal. Well, normal for us, anyway. We're usually up to our elbows in some terrible planet-wide invasion. Some magic techno-gadget that the doctor develops to save the day. A murder, just the one. It's like a breath of fresh air, if you'll excuse the phrase.
2: Early days yet. Let's not... Oh, what is the right term? Hmm? Ah, yes. How about we don't jinx things?
3: So, what do you want me to do?
2: You can talk to the residents, Camille.
3: Isn't that what you're doing? Am I coming with you, then?
2: On your own, I'm afraid. They might open up to you more than us. You aren't accompanying a police officer... You're just a nice, normal, regular person.
3: You're so kind to me.
2: Ah, now, we both know that you're much more than that. But you know what I mean. Not half as intimidating as some other people. One last thing before we go. What now? Just quickly, if you wouldn't mind, dear Hughes, could you possibly tell me what you think was the cause of death? Mm.
3: Heart attack? That wasn't the scream of someone having a heart attack. Someone attacked
2: her. Someone? Are we sure about that?
3: What are you suggesting?
2: Open minds, young lady. Always best to have open minds.
3: Well then let's split up and look for clues. Scooby-doo style. Here's to hoping that any nasty monsters are just men in rubber costumes, huh?
1: This seems as good a
2: place as any. Why? This is the most lavish interrogation room I've ever seen. Oh these eyes at do it Do you know what this is, my child? this is the drawing room. Look at that desk. It must be centuries old and have travelled nearly halfway around the planet. Take a minute and look at the intricacies of the woodwork, the beauty and the pattern. Ah. Well, I never let me assure you that I didn't anticipate seeing something like this today. If I had known, I'd have brought my Polaroid camera from the TARDIS. They most certainly don't make things like this anymore. I think simply must go back and Shake the hand of whoever is responsible for such handiwork.
1: Whatever you say, Doctor. Now, I only permitted you here because I figured it would be easier having you here where I can keep an eye on you. I'm not entirely sure I trust you. Not completely and not yet. I just can't help a feeling you're holding something back.
2: What can they possibly hide from a police officer? I wouldn't dream of it.
1: <clears throat> doctor, you're on the wrong side of the desk. You're supposed to sit over here with me.
2: Oops. Habit of a lifetime. Hard to break.
1: Here comes interviewee number one, Quentin Hastings. You know, the man you already met? The one that tried to get rid of us?
5: I begrudge being called in this manner. It is not befitting of a person like myself.
1: We must apologize, sir. I am simply following protocol. Do come in, sit down. I am Detective Inspector Hughes.
5: I know very well who you are. Do let's get on with it. So, are you the gentleman in charge around here? I suppose that's one way of putting it. And you live here too? Retired? Yes, precisely. You seem rather active for a retired individual, if I may say. And you seem quite sprightly for someone so old. You must have a good decade or so on me, and yet you still work. How curious.
1: I need to know about your movements for the last twelve hours or so, just so I can rule you out.
5: (sighs) I worked in my office into the night, slept in my room, and then returned to work when I woke up. I heard about the commotion and came as soon as I could.
1: And can anyone verify that?
5: You want an alibi? I believe she does, yes. Do you have one? Why do I need to give one? I've already told you where I was. Could
1: anyone back up your version of events? No,
5: there's no one. Shame.
1: Right, thank you.
5: Now, do you have any other questions? I am a busy man. I have one, if I may. Quentin, where did you retire from? I was a soldier. Uh, Yes, I can see that in the way you walk.
2: That doesn't exactly answer my
5: question, though. I worked for an organization known as UNIT. Should you wish to know anything more, I will require confirmation that you have the right to know such things, which I highly doubt. Now, if you'll excuse me, Detective Inspector. Huh. How rude.
1: Please, Doctor. Next time, best of behaviors, yes?
2: Still, what an interesting fellow.
1: I've never heard of UNIT.
2: It's a semi-secret organization of men playing soldiers as they try to defend the planet from extraterrestrial incursions. I have spent a fair bit of my time assisting them, because they do get themselves into the most awful scrapes sometimes. Well-meaning, but sometimes a little trigger-happy. And
1: Quentin was involved with them.
2: It might be worth keeping an eye on him.
1: That's it? That's all we got? Maybe he's a bit suspicious because he used to fight green-eyed men. Doctor, you need to take this more seriously. Need I remind you that someone has died? Yes,
2: yes, but your typical systems won't work. Your normal interrogations won't scratch the surface of what we want to find out. If he's ex-unit then, well, the plot thickens, does it not?
1: Next up we have Isabel Beckett. Come in, take a seat.
2: Good afternoon, my dear. I do so hope you can answer our questions so that we can catch whomever is doing this.
1: Ha! You said whomever, so you do think it's someone.
2: Don't be so pedantic. It's a childish treat. So, my dear, Isabel, is it? Yes.
1: Right. Would you mind running us through where you've been for the last 12 hours or so?
2: I was in my room.
1: Anything else? Anywhere
2: else? I had a meeting with Quentin. About what? Changing rooms. Why? I don't like mine. I want to change. That's as good a reason as any I can come up with. When you're with anyone, see? I'm picking up a few things. No. Other than Quentin. For the meeting, of course.
1: Except when you put words into their mouths. How well did you know the deceased, Flora?
2: She was Adrian's wife.
1: Yes. Anything else? Did the two of you get along?
2: All right. Woman of few words, eh? Now I can see why the use of a mind probe can be tempting. i get that vital piece of information much quicker. So, no animosity?
0: No, none.
2: Thanks. Send the next one in, would you?
1: Hey. I didn't say that interview was over. You can't just dismiss people like that.
2: Very clearly I can. And she was hardly going to tell us anything.
1: She told us about the meeting with Quentin. I wonder why he didn't mention it.
2: They're both hiding something.
1: Truly profound, Doctor. Can't shed any light on what exactly they're keeping secret?
2: Uh, Something they don't want the police to know about. Something they consider important enough to keep secret... But they're willing to forego an alibi.
1: I wonder what they aren't saying.
2: Maybe they aren't paying their bills. Maybe they're hiding an alien. Maybe they aren't taking their meds. How about we find out?
1: Talk about not taking their meds. Good afternoon, Adrian. Come in. Hello. We only have a few questions to ask. We know this is a traumatic time for you, so we promise to make this quick.
2: Would you give us a brief rundown of what you've been doing for the last 12 hours, roughly? I,
5: I, I was with Flora for much of it. Oh, I just can't believe she's gone. It is real. I was only with her earlier on. We we were talking about the past. About our lives before all of this. Before giving it all up. Back when our family was still together. Still alive. And now there's nothing. Now I've got nothing left. And, uh,
1: We're getting nowhere.
4: Do you think they're getting on all right?
3: Oh, I doubt it. I expect the doctor has, how shall we say, exacerbated the situation. I feel sorry for Rosie. I imagine she thought this would be rather simple, but when the doctor is about...
4: That sort of man.
3: That sort of man... Barely begins to describe it.
4: I'm liking the sound of him more and more. When do you think they'll call me in? I've never been questioned by the police before. What a novel feeling. I mean, I was never on the front line. Just intelligence. So I've dealt with the type all my life, but never like this. Never been a suspect. It's almost exciting. It's
3: the sort of thing that gets old rather quickly. In our line of work, mine and the doctor's, It's rather novel not to be under suspicion immediately. So, Lucinda, are you a suspect?
4: Oh, no, this wasn't anything to do with me. I wouldn't have a clue how to do anything like that. I'm not the scientist here.
3: Who is? Adrian?
4: Oh, no, not poor Adrian. No, you're looking for Howard. He's the science guy. Can't claim to understand it all. I'm the wordy one, a linguist, so it's all over my head. Did you know her well? Who, Flora? I guess we all did. She was a lovely person, really friendly and outgoing, and she's devoted to Adrian, really loves him. Sorry, loved him. That'll take some getting used to. They were always together. I suppose he needed her, but she didn't mind. You could say that they relied on each other. She needed him. She needed someone who understood what she wanted and needed. What do you mean? I never really got it properly. Just she wasn't happy, and he was trying to help. We were all doing our bit.
3: Thank you, Lucinda. You couldn't point me in the direction of Howard, could you? I mean, he doesn't seem to be around here anywhere.
4: You'll find him downstairs in the cellar. Just go down there, take a right, then follow the passage down through the door on the left. And the stairs are just down there. I think I've got that. Sorry, it's a bit of a maze here. But you get used to it. I can go with you if you want.
3: No, it's fine. Anyway, the doctor will want to talk to you soon.
4: Oh, good.
3: There's a right down here, then a left, and all the way along here. So, no, that can't be right. If I go back down there, then over this way... Hang on, maybe I'm not lost. That door looks promising. <clears throat> and very heavy. What a surprise, there aren't any lights. Now, I love a good, dark, ominous passage that leads to who knows where deep underground as much as the next girl. But maybe this isn't the time to let my curiosity get the better of me. How about we find the doctor and regroup? Hmm, that would probably be for the best. But there's probably nothing there. I'm not a child anymore. I don't need to be afraid of the dark. Right, so let's see what's down here. Whoa. let's try not to fall down the stairs while we're at it.
5: I am quite confident that we can handle this situation. We don't need his help.
0: You know who he is, don't you?
5: Of course I do. I'm not familiar with this new body of his, but yes, I know who the Doctor is thinks he's helping, but he'll only get in the way. As will
0: that other woman, the police detective. She might not know what we've been doing here, or even suspect, but she'll end up digging too much.
5: Agreed. But we have to do this with a certain finesse. A couple nobodies disappear, and who would think twice? But a police detective...
0: This is an old place. Passageways are old and unstable. Anything could happen if someone goes off the beaten track.
5: And, unfortunately, they will.
2: Ah, So that's it, then. Everyone done. And do you think you've found our killer?
1: There's no need to mock me, Doctor. And yes, yes I do. You do?
2: Well, I'm ready to be impressed.
1: It's rather obvious, isn't it? Ah,
2: I see. Now you're mocking me.
1: You can't come in and pretend to be the smartest person ever and not see it. Come now, Doctor. It's Howard.
2: Which one was Howard, hmm? Let me think. He didn't show for our little conversation, so he must be guilty of something. Is that it? I can't say that I entirely agree with you.
1: Someone who doesn't have anything to hide hides nothing. So why don't we find out what he's hiding?
2: Ah, Lucinda. Is there anything we can do for you?
4: I was just about to ask you the same thing. Cup
2: of tea, Doctor? Now that I can't refuse. What a treat. I don't get off a of tea all that often. Oh, thank you very much, my dear. What do you say, Miss Hughes? Tea break before we go looking for our elusive Howard?
4: Seems like everyone's after him. What do you mean, everyone? Your friend, Camille. She just went to find him. That
2: impulsive child. She may be walking into
4: danger. Danger? Well, he does do some strange experiments in the cellar. And is down there quite a bit. Well, most of his time, actually. But he isn't dangerous.
1: That all depends on what those experiments have been about. You still think I'm crazy, Doctor? Don't you think it's possible that these secret experiments could have something to do with this?
2: We best be off. Which way, Lucinda?
1: I can't say I like this.
2: Which part of it, hmm? There's sufficient light. You have your torch. I have my screwdriver.
1: And I have my cuffs. It doesn't make these creepy underground monastic cellars any better. It's the uneven
2: floor. I imagine the worst thing that could happen is you'll stub your toe in one of these protruding stones. Fingers crossed. Ah, here we are. Ready to see what's on the other side of that door? Normally, I'd be the embodiment of politeness and say ladies first. But I think the situation dictates otherwise. Who knows what could be on the other side of that door?
1: Doctor, I'm a trained professional. I am more than capable of handling what's in there.
2: Oh, I wasn't doubting that for an instant. If you're going to insist, I will acquiesce. Lead on, Miss Hughes. Uh, Sorry, Rosie.
1: Oh, now this is not right.
2: Fascinating. Truly fascinating. Ooh, what a unique collection.
1: It's a menagerie of the dead. Look there, at that birdcage.
2: Doves. They're doves. Just like... And there's a lion someone has been dissecting the poor creature
1: but not recently I'm no expert but look at that decomposition and that smell
2: you know the
1: way back up I'm a detective doctor I've seen plenty of dead bodies the smell isn't new to me I've just never seen an animal like this I'm right though, aren't I? in flesh like that not a recent
2: kill impressive nose you do have a point my dear, yes oh, who is that?
1: that's Howard I remember him from the last time I was here Is he dead?
2: No, no, it doesn't look like it. No, his pulse is weak. But he's still alive, just unconscious. Now, Howard, what have you been doing here?
1: Wires from his head to that computer. They look burnt out. What the... It
2: looks like he was trying some sort of download. Hmm. That was not the best of ideas. Oh, look here, Rosie. He tried to use these wires in a triple-knotted anti-helix. Well, that is clever of him and a little ahead of his time.
1: What was this ramshackle lash-up supposed to prove?
2: He was trying to download information into his brain. These wires, they're made of a special alloy that creates a magnetic field with an inverse rhythm. You pass a current through them, and it can create an absorption pattern, that, in theory, would take information from the computer, suck it into the repeated loop of the magnetic field, and effectively funnel it down the wires, so that it would enter his mind as a signal can't have accounted for the multi-dimensional feedback, though. Do you understand what you just said? The triple-knotted anti-helix. It transgresses dimensions for additional stability. Well, it's perfectly simple, my dear.
1: So, he got an electric shock?
2: Um, yes. That's what it all boils down to. Now, the interesting thing for you, Detective Inspector Hughes, is that I can now prove his innocence. This program was run hours ago. He's been quite incapacitated since then. Oh, this man is a fool, but an innocent one.
3: Hello? Who's there? There you are. Thank goodness I found you. Ah, my dear Camille.
2: There you are. I'm starting to worry. Who's that? That, I'm afraid, is Howard. Dead? Unconscious. And not our killer.
3: There is a labyrinth of paths down here. You could easily be lost for hours. I nearly was. But then I heard you both and decided to follow the sound. Lucky I did. You are right. You seem a bit shaken. I think. Well, I'm not sure, but I think someone was following me. I thought I could hear footsteps or something. I know these walls must carry so much sound, these paths are narrow and all, but I'm sure I could hear something else. Tell me that's ridiculous.
1: I'll just have a little look out there. See if anyone's there.
3: Just to make sure. Thank you.
2: Oh, I'm glad you're all right.
3: So what have you found? Ready for the denouement yet?
2: Nothing of the sort. In fact... Just more questions. Look at those birds. They're doves, like the feathers in that woman's wings. It's so all very curious, but I can't explain it yet. I need to go back up, take another look at her body. With any luck, it might offer up a few answers this time.
3: Are you certain Howard didn't have anything to do with this? I mean, they look like his birds. That's a little suspicious, isn't it?
2: Perhaps. This man made a simple mistake on a relatively simple experiment. I'm not sure he has the know-how to mutate a person like that. Simple for you, maybe.
1: I don't think there's anyone there, but I see what you mean. It sure sounds like there's something out there. Must be footsteps from upstairs echoing down here.
2: Miss Hughes, if you don't mind keeping Camille company, I'm going to go up and have another look at that poor woman.
1: Not on your own, you're not. I'm coming with you. Your companion can stay here.
3: At least I'm not just her this time. Why me?
2: Someone needs to keep an eye on Howard. Howard did suffer a terrible shock to the system after all. Would you mind coming? Just until he wakes up. I'd like to have a word with him. A little favor from me.
3: All right, Doctor, but be quick. Thank you.
2: Uh, Come along then, Rosie, if you're coming.
3: Don't be too long. This place is creepy enough. How did I get volunteered for this? That hardly seems fair doctor thinks he knows best, but the next time he wants to talk to someone, he can stay with them. Oh, and it gets better. Why has he got all of this junk? It's like some freaky laboratory down here. Ah! Dead animals? Books in all sorts of languages? I mean, what even is that? Greek? Doesn't look like it. Ah! That spider is most certainly alive. Who's there? Doctor, is that you?
5: Not quite.
3: Oh, it's you. What do you want?
5: To put it simply, I want you out of my way. This place here, it belongs to me. Everything here is mine. I do not need some child messing things up. Now, miss, if it isn't too much to ask, get out of my way before I have to make you.
3: Are you threatening me?
5: I'd have thought that that was obvious. I might be old, but I'm stronger than I look. Oh, and I'm armed. Does that help change your mind?
3: You wouldn't shoot me.
5: You're an intruder. You're trespassing. I found you going through the equipment here, clearly intending on stealing from us. You threatened me. I defended myself. Who's to say that isn't what happened? No one will believe you. Who wouldn't believe me?